0: You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Yes, people, welcome again. Fully Booked Meets, it's another session. You're joined by myself, Mace. So French and obviously the cameraman has run. Andrew can't be with us this week, he's away on business in Barcelona, but don't worry about that, we we'll still have a fun, fun packed session. So we've got a special guest once again, um, I'm not going to say too much, other than he goes by the letter H, so H, you want to introduce yourself? Greetings, <laughs> it is I, Earthlings.
1: <laughs>
2: As my brother said, um, I'm known by um, a few different titles. A lot of people call me H. I used to go by H2O, which means here to organise. But I've um, recently returned to the natural essence of who I am. So, Kaya is my birth name. And now I'm known by Kaya Kazi. Kaya Kazi. Is that
0: your full birth
2: name? Kaya Kazi is a play on the word kamikaze. Gotcha. Right. So... um, Uh, If you know what the kamikaze fighters were about, when they ran out of bullets and stuff, they flew their planes into wherever they wanted to destroy, right? So effectively becoming a weapon. Okay. So what I'm saying is I'm not really dealing with slugs or guns anymore. Okay. I am the weapon.
0: Got you. Kayakaze. So, Kaya, give us a bit of background, give us a bit of brief, give us a bit of description. We want to know what you're about, why you're here, where you're from, what you've come to do, what you've come to explain on the podcast, and Ooh. why we brought you here. All right. It's about 10 questions in Yeah, one. we don't play <laughs> that's, here. That's hella you questions. All right, who am I? Yeah, um, How would you sum up, Kaya?
2: Kaya. Where you come from. Oh, originally from South London, moved to West, and... Um, found a part of myself that was um it was dormant. When I was in South I was just more or less just on the road. I was always interested in knowledge and when it comes to God, like, I would I'll give you time. Anything away from that, I just wasn't interested. I was really anti. But when I came to West um I came to West when I was about nineteen I found my call. Cool. I felt like I could be a lot more relaxed in West London, whereas when I was in South, it was all more just gang, gang, gang. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There was a lot more aggression and just the kind of person I was in general just had to change. So, yeah, moving to West London, started to develop different parts of myself and I became seen as, um, I don't know, you could see me as like a community leader, community figure, a mentor... To a lot of the youngers and that was after doing some badness on the roads in West London as well. I won't lie, I'm not gonna Okay I I came over here and I just calmed down. I was doing some badness over here as well. Okay. But it got a lot more organised when I came to West London. And um what the crime? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the crowd got a lot more organised. When I was in South London, it was a lot more chaotic. Yeah, yeah, more sporadic and it's crazy. But when I came to West London, that's what we do over here. Yeah, you know, (laughs) and um, it just worked for me, man. Mm -hmm. And it just naturally the character and the
0: person that I am, it just allowed me to flourish. All right, so. Teenagers spent in South London, mm. moving very chaotic, very mm. crazy. What what moves you over to West? Is it the fact you used to know you need to get away from the area? Is it a girl? Is it you got family here? What, you what you know moves what? you to over to West in the I'll first instance? I'll keep it 100
2: with you. Yeah. Um, out to my cousin's shots anyway, there, because he love you to bits and pieces. At the time. I was going through so many different things in South. I had beef and all sorts of things, mm. but it wasn't even a thing that I was running away from any beef or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was literally a thing where the home situation for me was more or less non-existent. Yeah. So it was a case of I was on the road, so anything was going. Mm-hmm. So my cousin shots the selectors choice. He's doing his thing out to my cousin. Mm. He was like, "Yo, plus, you need to come stay with me." And mm-hmm. he literally only had a hostel. I came to West London, a lot of people don't know. I came to West London with a rucksack, one pair, of, one suit of clothing. Mm-hmm. Literally, bro. And I built myself up
1: it, that. Obviously, I know you from from back day. Yeah, so. French knows me from from those times as well. Uh, bro. So, yeah, so I can recall, like, even when we first meeting, you was very knowledgeable, like, well-read. Mm-hmm. Like, for someone that was, like, the same age. Like, I used to read from back in the day, but, like... You you was very knowledgeable in a lot of uh, I guess spiritual things and uh-huh. um, things that wasn't I guess in your daily papers uh-huh. and gets yeah. taught in school. So where did that come from?
2: All right, so um, when I <laughs> that's a very good question. Uh, where I really started to search for myself was probably the age seven. I was brought up a Rastafarian and. Mm. Um, I used to see a picture of um, the emperor on the mantelpiece and it just didn't make sense to me. how Selassie. Yeah, how he could be God. It just made no sense. Because mm, was a man. He, he's a man and he's in a picture. I can see him. How can he be God? Mm. It just didn't make any sense to me. And so many other things just didn't make any sense. So um, I was always inquisitive, but it was, it was when I got kicked out of um, secondary school and then I got sent to a pupil referral unit and then I tried to burn that down. And then my dad was like, no, nah, I'm going to send you Jamaica, innit? Because if I don't send you away, I'm going to end up killing you. And that's the reality. Mm. So he sent me to Jamaica. And it was actually one of my auntie's um, husbands who sat down with me one day. And he showed me a Maccabees Bible. And he was telling me that if he was found with the Bible by certain people, that he would get locked up. And I was like, what? do lock you up of having a Bible? And I was like 12 at the time. So it made no sense to me why are you going to get locked up for a Bible? And then he was showing me certain things and then I was like, wow, okay. That was it, bro. Mm-hmm. On it, on it. So I've just been seeking knowledge since then. <clears throat> Obviously, we all have a connection to the creator, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. It's something that I acknowledge from a very, very, very young age. Mm. So I, there's not many seven-year-olds you can talk to when they tell you about connection with God and them sort of things. So I feel like I've always kind of more or less been guided to where I am now and that's led me to the path of knowledge. So when I came over to West London, the first thing that was hitting me in West London was um, Islam. Mm. And it's not even a thing where I was looking for it. It was coming to me, Mm. couldn't run from it. And the way that it was hitting me, was hitting me hard. I mean, I'm going up to random people in train stations, for example, like, there was an old woman, I'll just give you this one example. And um, she was sitting down with um, one of them trolleys, you know, the trolley that the old people have, they keep mm-hmm. the trolley, you know, the, one, the checkered with the it? So um, I've walked past this woman and I'm on the phone, it's the London Bridge train station, I'm on the phone. And um, I've got to the escalator and something said to me, come off your phone, go and make sure the woman's all right. And at the time, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was still on the road. I remember I was kind of icy that day. I remember, the wrists was shining, the, the fingers mm. were shining, the neck was shining, everything was, you know, everything was tied up still. So I've gone up to the woman and um, as I've approached her, she kind of sh- taken her back, like she was a bit scared. So I said, no, 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 I just want to make sure you're okay. So she said, I'm not doing anything wrong. So I said, no, auntie, I just want to make sure you're okay. She mm-hmm. looked like a very old black woman, head wrapped and everything. She looked frail. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. why are you even there? Telling mm-hmm. Big Issue, you look like you're too old to be doing that. You mm-hmm. see I'm there. Mm-hmm. So um, she said, no, I'm fine. Um, and then she'd open up the top of the trolley to show me what she's doing. Then I've seen Big Issue. So I was like, wow. <clears> I said, okay. Are you okay? You don't need anything? She said, no, no, no. Okay, I'm fine. So I leant over, gave her a kiss, and literally people are looking at me from mm-hmm. like, you doing the fuck are you doing, man yeah. she's probably homeless because mm. I looked saucy. I'm not even gonna lie, I was dripped, mm, I was mm, dripping. From... I was still so I gave her a kiss and I've turned around and I've walked off. As I'm walking off, she said, Son. So I said, Yeah, she said, go in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. And I was like, Wow, why? Mm. Why did that whole interaction just happen? Mm. I was on my phone, bro. You see what I'm saying? So there's guidance. There's things that you're guided to see. And even like now it's not because certain people say, oh, okay, so you're Muslim and you're, no, I don't actually practice Islam like that. It was a level of learning for me and a level of cleansing. If I didn't go through Islam, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I wouldn't have been able to put down the, the shot in and the rubbing and the this and the that. Mm. So Islam helped me to do that. I mean, like, science to the point where even one time I was going to Ghana and my boy's driving and I've blatantly seen Allah written in the sky, in clouds, with mm. like a green light behind it, but I haven't said anything, girl. haven't mm. said anything. And then he's like, bro, all oh my days. And as soon as he said it, I was like, Allah in the sky, You it? you like, so bro, what, you saw it? and you didn't even say <laughs> nothing to me, no? I was like, do you know what? I still want to make a big issue. He's uh. like, bro, your journey is going to be so blessed, bro. Look, Allah showing you, bro. Like, look, your journey's blessed, mm. you know? So like all of these different things are what has guided me to want to seek knowledge. And obviously knowledge is in, it's in books, missing in our experiences. So whether it's Islam or um, the Nawapian nation of Hebrew Israelites or the ancient Egyptian order or whether it's Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism,
1: Buddhism. I was just going to stop you because I know you can go on a roll still. See those other books, have you read them? Because I know you've read the Quran, but have you read like... Um, the Bible you any
2: any Bible that I speak on from, yeah I've touched it so you're talking like the Injil the Talmud um, Torah is the only one mm. that I haven't touched <laughs> like all those other um, scriptures and uh, yeah you have touched on them still
1: mm. mm-hmm. so has reading always been like a big part of your life definitely
2: but I have I have periods that I want to read mm. and then there's periods that I don't want to read and my learning will be more visual and then there'll be time when I don't even want to watch anything. And it's been like that for probably the last year. I'll sit down, ready to chill. I think, yeah, let me watch something on YouTube to feed my mind. I'll start mm. watching five minutes of it, bro, and I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So I realised that where I'm at now, spiritually, it's not all about information anymore. It's about energy now.
1: Do you feel that you can kind of overread sometimes? Yeah, definitely. Mm.
2: Definitely. And um, when reading and, like, you're all... We are all readers as well, so you know what I'm talking about. You need that process time mm. for certain books that you read. Yeah, Obviously, definitely. some of them, like, for example, I don't know if you've all read The Alchemist. Yeah. The Alchemist is a book that you can read, and as you're reading it, you're digesting and processing. So it's not something that you really need to take too much time to dwell on after.
1: I read that in a day.
2: You see what I'm saying? Mm. And I remember I said to you... I remember. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, book, there. Yeah, yeah, I read that in a day. It will Stop. hold you. Because yeah. the way that Paolo Coelho writes captivating you Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying but then if we're talking about a book like 48 Laws now Mm. then you know that that's something
1: that you could end up taking years that took us a while Mm -hmm. because we've done that's one of the first books when we used to sit down before we used we were doing the podcast we used to sit we sat down and read the 48 Laws and we used to do like a chapter a week so, see, do you know what I mean? We used to do a chapter or a couple of chapters a week, yeah. so that took a while yeah. just to get through and to digest that's it. It was having conversations on each chapter uh-huh. and kind of dissecting what's what and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's my
2: point. Mm. So, that's why I feel like when you read certain things, you do need that processing time. If you're going to read any book of a spiritual nature, whether it's the Quran, the Bible, or something like um, the Tao Te Ching, for what's example. That? That's um the the book of Tao, the
1: Taoism. Okay, yeah, I'm so, just I'm just getting into that stuff.
2: All right, see, so I mentioned that for a reason. So that's another book, for example, um Wayne Dyer mm. has written about, and he's actually broken down every chapter of it. But he says to you, I took a day out to take in every chapter, so a chapter a day, and I'm taking it in, and I'm and I'm processing it and I'm evaluating and I'm breaking it down and reading between the lines to have that full overstanding of it. Mm.
0: So yeah. So tell me, so from the age of seven, you've been been one that seeks out knowledge, Mm -hmm. that kind of forever searching. Why did you go down that bad path? The bad path? Yeah. For someone that seems so, is it bad though? Okay, the, I don't the, think it was bad. The, 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 what
2: I will say is this. Like, I've never seen myself as a bad person. Yeah. Have I been mischievous? At times, yeah, I have. Have I done bad things? I have done bad things. Mm. But I know I'm not a bad person. Mm. You know? Like, one of the last things that I've done that made me decide to turn my life around was mm. me and one of my cousins actually went up in a drug house to rob it, strapped up and everything. And when we've gone up in there, we're seeing... Mother's in there as well. Even though it was what it was. Mm. I don't want to see you lot in there, innit? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we've come to do what we've come to do. One of them's all talking about, oh, yeah, but um, oh please give me my phone because I've just got in contact with my daughter and where, where, where. And at the time, no one's being left with no phone because no one ain't phoning Jake's when we step out of the door. And part of me was like, you know you can't do this because, like, this woman's crying and sh- this is sincere, you know, she's telling the truth. Mm. She just got in contact with her daughter. But no, you're here to do what you're here to do. So I had to do what I came to do, bro. And when I left, I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this no more. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Or... No, <laughs> but I was like, that. I'm not doing this no more, innit? Mm. <clears throat> I'm not doing it anymore, fam, and that was it for me. I, it, it Yeah. How old were you at this stage? <sighs> At that stage, I was, um...
0: Roughly, I, I can't remember.
2: I was about 20, 21. Okay. 2021 So, like, for me, that's one thing that I've never, ever done any point of my life. If I'm robbing you, I'm not hurting you for your stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: What if someone doesn't give it up?
2: They don't give it up. Mm. I've never been in that position. Okay. Convince him.
0: <laughs> um. i was just saying.
2: <laughs> it's not even something to joke about. Shouldn't be laughing. But I'm like, we're men in it. We're talking in it. It's the yeah. past yeah. behavior in it. Mm. I've never been in that position. So,
0: how does a 21-year-old H decide to switch his life around? What What path do you take now? What do you do? This is probably all you've known for the last several years, right? It's long. It, Okay. Islam. Okay. That's what happened,
2: bro. I was living in a hostel, and um, the way that me and this guy connected, he's one of my closest friends to now. The way that me and him connected, like his family is my family, he lives in Dubai, but I will go, like Ramadan, I will go and sit down with his mum and dad and Mm -hmm. eat and wash dishes and all them kind of things. Family like that. When I met this brother, I was just already interested in Islam it was just there it was just there then he gave me some books but he gave me about 50 books what kind of books just different books on Islam but not the basics like oh Quran books that are making you think outside of the box even as a Muslim Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Right, I'm gonna feel this dude still. Plus, he, he was on the rapping thing and all of that as well, on his Egypt vibe and rare, rare, rare called himself Pharaoh. And at the time, I was on <coughs> kind of studies myself. Mm. So me and him just connected, innit? it? We just, it was just strong for him. And um, I started to work. All right, so I've gone and got myself a job now. I'm off of the roads, innit? it. Mm-hmm. And my blessing came in because I was making like four and a half racks a month, certain months, legal. Legal. Yeah. From yeah. doing what? I was doing tele-sales. I was yeah. selling mobile phones, from. Mm. Yeah, I was so good at it. I even walked past a mo- uh, um, phone box that was ringing one day. On my life, most high let me down if I'm lying. The phone box was ringing. And I said to my two colleagues, I had to sell that person a phone. And I sold that person a phone, from. Yeah, <laughs> Not there and then on the spot. Mm. I gave my, um the direct number for me in the office. She called me the next day. Because I said, oh, yeah, sorry, we're out of the office The office now. You're entitled to a free mobile phone package. Um, here's what you need to do. Anyway, she called me the next day. If I might just pattern it real quickly. <laughs> Got the deals in it. Smashed it. So that's what I was doing. But I was still reading, innit? So I was going mm-hmm. into work sometimes and I had these books. But there was a, a, Beng, a Bengali brother there, Manik. And he was like, brother, this is good what you're reading, man. This is good what you're interested in this mm-hmm. year. man, are you are interested? So I was like, yeah. But he wasn't pushing me. No, no. pressure. Any questions I had, he would answer. Then it got to the point where I started praying with them, man. And then more Muslim brothers were coming, like, this one's from there, that one's from over there, that one's over there. And certain times I'm even chilling with them, man, on a lunch break. And certain times i even like, I'm smoking weed on my lunch break in the park and that. And there was one brother called Shaheed, yeah? Bro. He'll be standing up talking to us and then you'll see Shahid look at his watch and he'll be like, yeah, brothers, it's morphing time. So what are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) man has gone in the corner. He's already got his will do. He's already clean, ready to pray. He takes his jacket off, jacket down on the floor, bang. He's praying. Cool, no problem. Mm. No pressure. Still coming back to us. No pressure. Just leading by example. Mm -hmm. Leading by example. So anyway, after all of that and me praying with the brothers at work and all of that, they was like, bro, I I even started getting to the mosque with them fam. I haven't even taken Shahada yet, you know. I'm, I'm reciting Al Fatihah and certain other things and the rest of it. That man is laughing at me like, "Come on, Kaya, bro! Like, what are you doing? You need to just come and take Shahada, man. You're ready, bro. You're ready." <laughs> that was <laughs> going on. So that was it. Took Shahada, um, became Muslim, and that was just before Ramadan cleansing. It wasn't hard after that. It wasn't hard after that, you know. So I began cleaning up my ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, I did use Islam for. Okay. I can ask: Are you still? I still um, Muslim now. I don't practice Islam like that, okay. but if I was to subscribe to any religion, yeah. then it would be Islam.
0: Okay, so where you're at now in terms of
2: energy? Okay. Because everything is energy. When I went to Ghana a few years ago, I was there for six months, and um, I met a sheikh. One day I went to see him, and I heard some voices from... I was outside, I heard some voices inside his room, like his little shrine room, anyway. So the friend that I went with, I was like, who's, in, who's that talking? So he's saying to me, oh, that's um, that's Ahmed. But but he's in there speaking to one of the gods, so... He's in there speaking to who? Listen, <laughs> Who are you talking about? Anyway. This is when I realised levels, yeah? Two people have turned up, old man and a younger guy. I could tell there was, some, you could just read the energy in it, you could just tell that there was some, there was some issue between these two. Mm-hmm. They come there to sort it out. Anyway, they'd gone in and all kind of things happened when they were in there and then they left and then Ahmed told me what happened when they came inside. So basically the younger boy's father was killed and he wanted some answers, yeah? And he had an inkling that it was something to do with the uncle that he was actually there with that Mm -hmm. day. So um, they've gone there to see Ahmed to get some answers. So the voice that (laughs) I started to hear when I was there before, I started to hear the voice again. The voice was telling them all kinds of things and the rest of it. Like, I... (laughs) I'm like, no, this is, like, nearly comical. Anyway, they've left and I've gone in. I've said to like, what was that voice that I heard? Mm. When I've gone in the room, bro, in the corner, there was, like, a red kind of sheet, like, curtain thing hanging from, hanging from the ceiling down mm. to the floor. Yeah, like a boxed-off kind of space. And he said that Shiva was in there speaking and I heard the voice of Shiva. And basically what Shiva said to the uncle was, um, you need to tell your nephew what happened to his father. Who's Shiva. The Hindu god. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And this is a Muslim, yeah? A mm. Muslim speaking to the to a Hindu god, something in huh? her. And then you're gonna th- tell people to read certain things from the Bible. It just didn't make no sense to me. If I'm, mm. I'm like, this is all just crazy. The things that the guy was told, there's no denying that it was a higher power, whether it was Shiva or I don't know, it. Mm. But the guy had to confess in front of the, um, the, yeah, he had to fess up and told the nephew what happened and everything. His father was poisoned and all of that. So, uh, so this is when I started to really, really, really overstand levels. And obviously someone being brought up as a Rastafarian and then practising Christianity for a while and then Islam and then studying e- um Egypt and Kemet and Sumeria and all these sorts of things and then practising certain sciences and rituals myself, it all comes... Clear to you, and then you realize that everything is energy, bro. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. We say positive energy, negative energy. It's all energy. Everything is energy in different forms. So when you understand energy and how energy works, then you can become one with the energy. This is the same energy that creates the universe. This is the most high being in existence that we are a part of. You see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. God force
1: that essence, and we all have it. Yeah, man. Obviously, me knowing you, like, mm-hmm. what part of, I guess, when you started rapping, was that to do with being on the road, or was that being from reading and, and picking up with Islam?
2: It's nuts, because um, when I tell people what made me start like MCing and spitting and the rest of it, they they start laughing. It's actually MC Skibber D who ended up biting me. I don't care if you heard this. I
1: That's a legend, dog. You know, bit me, did, you know, bit me Skibber. You and, Sty- <laughs> you and
2: Stylo G made that tune, and Stylo as well. Yeah, you need to fix up. Yeah, because you know what I mean. You done that tune first, and then you and Skibber try to come up with the, with the different areas in London and all of that. But anyway, that, um, it, man. Yeah, but, yeah, but Skibber D. I used to go around MC, enter with a street fighter, when like mm-hmm. you can inside the arena, like when you came with the heart fire. Heart, I <laughs> still know it. And I said <laughs> that in years, you know what I'm doing? So I used to go around MC and other people's lyrics, and I was like, nah, man, I want my own lyrics. Mm. And then I started listening to certain other little bits and pieces. But my main influences to actually start writing, and the rest of it are people like Skibber D, mm. um, Nas, DMX, Tupac, Ninja Man. Um it's just random people. And you'd be like, what? how do you even put those people together? Like Bounty Killer. What? Do you like Bounty Killer? Because people hear my music now and they're like, "Wow, I can't even place your influences. So, my music journey, the first time I actually performed was on stage with my mum, Acton Town Hall.
0: Okay.
2: Packed it out. It was a, there was a raster event. First time I performed, and it was just natural for me. It, that was it. I just knew. This is me. So I started MCing. It was drum and bass. And then after that, obviously I got sent to Jamaica for a couple of years. Came back from Jamaica. Pe- things were changing up a bit. People were starting to tap into Garage more and all of that. So I started to get into that, the Garage thing. And then I won't even lie. The rapping was just before I came to West. And it was my cousin again, Shots. He was like, Cuz, like you got too much content for, for bloody um, grime. Like, what what you doing? Because no one went really spitting like that before, other than like me, Asha D, and certain other little people. So man was a setter. Man set pace when it comes to content on um on Garage, and that. So um, I just stepped away from it, man. Started rapping, as H two O put mixtapes out there and the rest of it, and that's it, man. The rest is history. But my music has always been reflective of my life at the time, what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So. In the early days and it might have been like bus beer, gunshots and a drop top. Just started now, I'm never gonna stop. MC's getting them like lollipop. You see what I'm saying? But then <laughs> now it's more like I never been afraid of the truth. Spit flames on the beat. You brothers are afraid of the booth, what you saying to the youths. So it's all switched mm. now, you see what I'm saying? Like it's totally different. So now I can give you the the OG's perspective of the road. Whereas before, mm-hmm. it was I was on the road. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Deep on these streets with a cheek full of class A. Deep on these streets and we speak really class But
1: <laughs> well, I will say, to stop you, because mm-hmm. every time from early, you've always, obviously, speaking on the roadside or whatever, yeah. but, like, it's always been more than just that. Like, because you've obviously been well-read from early, yeah. so you've always been so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you're saying. Like, you might, like, I guess you'll be in a class of, like, your know, Akala's or... um oh what's the other brother oh
2: don't put me in Akala's class and the reason I say that yeah,
1: <laughs> no but I'm saying in, context, in, in, like, in knowledge like when you're, I'm just talking about in knowledge but like when I'm saying Akala what's the other guy lowkey Loki mm-hmm. low key that, that all kind, day them you, you kind can, you of man there do you
2: know what I'm saying you can say lowkey all day why not, not... Akala do you know what yeah I keep it 100 with man isn't it? Mm. he does his thing the way he does it
1: mm.
2: I do mine the way I do it I don't know. I remember like seeing videos of my man like when he used to do his music thing and the rest of it, and, like rapping Mob Deep's lyrics and certain of little vibes. Like, cool, you stepped away from all of that and you're about this. But to me, the vibe that I get, it's just like you just want to just be that knowledgeable guy and um like yeah, look at me. I'm I'm Doctor Carla and I'm up here and I can speak to you in this manner because I've got all this knowledge now. And a lot of people are taken back by it and it's actually stopped them from reaching out to him for certain things. Mm. Now, what I will say is, I love what he does with politics. Mm. You're a politician. That's what he is. So, that's why I would say, like, don't compare
1: me to a Akala because I'm not a politician. No, I was, do you know so what then, I was saying? I so was just in more of a sense. In content sense in terms of actually rapping and spitting knowledgeable bars, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of rappers they're rap, they just, just, just rap, rap for raps rap and, rap and for they can the rap their as ass rapping. off and it's entertaining. Mm. But at the same time, <laughs> you want to listen to something with substance. With substance. And I think that's what you... you've always kind of had from yeah. the get-go. Do you know what I'm saying? I think
2: because I've always... Um... Yeah, I see what you're saying now. So, even when I was doing, like, The Badness... Mm.
1: There was still content. Yeah, 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 there would be content.
2: There would be content. Like, I would leave on the garage thing, I would say things like the black and black violence, or I hate that. If I shot a brother down, would you rate that? And all these Mm. sorts of things. So, yeah, I did. But then that's just the essence, you know? Like, Mm. who you are is going to shine through your music, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So as I've grown, my music's grown. So now people might play the, the Balance album that I actually made like 10 years ago and mm-hmm. they'll be like, rah, yeah, this is dub still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my then dad like that album, still, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See, if, I play, if I play some of the tracks I'm making now, they're like, bro, I didn't think your music could get any better. Okay. But you've matured. You have, you know? And then like recently I've had, um, like my cousin Lickle said to me, like, yo, Kazi, one thing that I love about you and your music thing is the realness in it. Like you put you into your music, mm. but he's like, "Where you gone, no blood?" Because mm. I'm, I can't really, I can't really hear you how I used to hear you. I'm saying, what do you mean? He's like, blunt. Like you need to allow yourself to be like vulnerable on mm. the track again. He's like, your vulnerability's gone, Like, you need to just
0: be open, just be who you are, isn't it? Yeah, but it seems like to me, just from this interview even, that you're very open and honest and you will speak the truth. So why do you think that's not, as your cousin said, why do you think that's not shining through in your music in terms of the vulnerable side? I think with, with, um, with regards to what my cousin's
2: saying, obviously he knows certain things that I've been through. Mm. And... He probably thinks things of like, right? How come like I haven't heard you speak on that blood? Like, where you at? You see what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things. It's like you don't want to talk about them. Like, fair enough, you're putting this positive message out there for people and the rest of it. What's going on with you, blood? Your life. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah nuts it made me made me have to yeah look into myself still differently and reflect and um I've recorded two tracks since I've had that conversation with him and yeah the content
0: mm-hmm. is there still. So what's um in terms of currently and going forward mm-hmm. what's your main focus? So we know that you're involved in the music scene. You're kinda of, is that is that a side hobby? Is that a full time hobby? Or okay full time so, kind of commitment. Yeah. All right, so I'll tell you what, yeah, let's, what I do at
2: the moment. So yeah. At the moment, I've got a company with my partners, Jamal and Paula. It's called mm. OMG Education, okay. which is outreach and mentoring and guidance. And how was that formed and set up? As- Jamal actually started the company um, a year and a half ago. Okay. I joined him just over a year ago and yeah. we built it up. Paula joined. Paula's the teacher. I'm a mentor. She's also a mentor as well. Yeah. I'm a mentor. Jamal's also a mentor okay. and youth worker and we've come together and um, we've got OMG education. We do traineeships for 16 to 24-year-olds, mm-hmm. which encompass film and music production, employability skills, functional skills, um, work experience, and um, just loads of other different things. With regards to my music, like my life has always, um, well, since I've decided to walk this path, my life has been about giving back mm-hmm. and obviously just trying to reach out to young people in um, in any way that I can. So whether it's with my music, mentoring or whatever, I feel like I'm serving my purpose. So I took a break from the music, but because I'm doing the traineeships and everything now, that's what brought me back to it. So right now, I've just rebranded myself. That's why I'm Kayakazi now, Fresh Music fresh content Um we're working alongside GRM daily mm-hmm. at the moment we're doing community events Okay. and we're just looking to keep building on those the first event was just football sorry the first and second events were just football mm-hmm. but we've expanded it now so the last one was football basketball we had um, some industry insiders yeah. actually come and give a talk as well so like there was a little seminar where have these events happening. been? this has been in Poplar okay. in, um, east London uh, yeah yeah a youth club called The Workhouse and we literally just take over the building once a month but what we are looking into doing now is taking it all around London
0: Okay. so we can be in different places once a month. Where can people find out more about OMG and how do you do you get government funding? There's different ways that we work
2: so um all right. So one thing that I was doing recently was going into schools, delivering workshops.
0: So how do you get that? Sorry to keep cutting you. How do you get an invitation to schools? Or do you put yourself out there? And I put say, myself out what, there. Yeah, I contact the schools.
2: Okay. Contact the schools. And yeah. um, at the time I first first started contacting schools was to um, offer free mentoring Excellent. because the, the European social fund had a pot of money where a certain amount of young people could be mentored. So, in order to access the, the money, all you need to do is go out, get the referrals, mm-hmm. sign them up, deliver the mentoring, then you get paid on results. So um, I was mentoring hundred and about 115 young people for about four months in like four different schools. So on average, I was seeing about 15 a day. Um, the traineeship and everything else is still going on in the centre every single day the vice channel actually um paid for us to deliver 10 workshops
1: mm.
2: in 10 different places of education schools colleges or wherever we chose to around um knife crime okay cuz my younger brother works for the vice channel and he has a film called um, on a knife's edge okay he's actually won three awards for it big boy film mm. um and sadly, it's actually about the younger brother of some some brothers that I know who was murdered in South London.
0: Mm. Reckon that fun, you found, that new, found it on YouTube? You found yeah. on YouTube, nice yeah. yeah. On a Knife's Edge. Yeah, on a Knife's Edge. It's done
2: by Vice. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's got one point something million views now. Mm. Uh, he's, yeah, he's done well with that. And like I said, he's won awards for it. So yeah, the Vice channel, we're funding some of those <laughs> workshops. The European Social Fund and the Skills Funding Agency fund the traineeship. And a one to one mentoring in the schools.
0: Okay, excellent. And that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Aside from the spiritual stuff, what kind of, tell me about other books that you've, that have kind of helped you in terms of self development, in terms of developing you as a person? The Alchemist,
2: um, mm-hmm. The Manual for a Warrior of Light. That's the Manual. Pa- okay, go on, sorry. That's another Paolo Coelho book.
0: Yeah.
2: All of his books are just dope, to be honest you'll get something from all of his books. And sometimes it's like, he's just writing f- for me, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Everyone feels that. Like that. Literally, <laughs> the alchemist, and then he had the um, manuscripts found in Accra. And I was like, B, why are you, like, you going to Accra? And then mm. like the Witch of Portobello, I'm like, B, I'm in Grove. Like, why are you-? <laughs> and just then like the manual for warrior, like, B, I'm a warrior. I'm like, <laughs> all of this. <laughs> so yeah, his books. Um, what other books that aren't really deep? Obviously 48 Laws. Um you put me onto the The New Earth. The New Earth mm, yeah. Bad, boy, the, book bad boy book. Um The Richest Man in, in Babylon. Babylon. Yeah, Um yeah. there's been a there's been oh, countless. Do you know it's nuts? Because I remember one day I was I was having a conversation with my dad, and he said to me, Papa. Me forget more things than, than me can remember. Mm. And I didn't actually understand what he meant. Mm. He has forgotten more knowledge than he actually remembers. That is how much knowledge he has acquired over
1: the years. And I was like, wow. That's something I was going to ask you. How do you cultivate like, everything that you read? Because I know for you personally, you've read many a book. Yeah. um, I think the best way...
2: The best way to get something from a book is you need to apply it. Let me see if this is real shit. Mm. Is it going to work for me? Let me see like, if this is real. Mm-hmm. I'm wasting my time with this one. And then you really know pretty early if you're wasting your time with something. One of the books that's um, mm. stuck with me and um, it will always be there is um, The Holy Tablets that was written by um, Malachi Zed York. Mm. And that's a collective of information. Um, Sumeria Islam Christianity Judaism Hinduism um, then it even goes into the start of creation and certain mm. other things as well also goes into psychology and people are like what? because when I used to hit people up certain times they would be like yo have you done psychology? no but they're like how come you're able to talk to me yeah, about the conscious mind and the super conscious mind and the the subconscious and this and that, and the aware mind and it... How do you know all of this? Like, Malachi York. What? Yeah, B, Malachi York. Spirituality, psychology, sexuality, all of these things are one and the same. So when you understand one of them, you start to understand the other two.
1: Everything's mm, interlinked.
2: You see what I'm saying? Mm. And then it all just starts to make sense. A lot of people will not understand and accept other people's sexualities because they have not grown spiritually. So it's like when I was growing up, I don't want to hear about this gay thing or I don't want to see, I'm fully anti, Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? But now, because I've gone through certain levels of development and understanding, on a spiritual level, I get it so it no longer bothers me. You see what I'm saying? So you like do your thing over there. Just don't try to come over your ass over there. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on you like that, in fam, you see what I'm saying? Like, cool, Like you do that thing, Like I still show love, I can still give you a hug as bros and the rest of it. I still love you same way. However, you're on your thing and I'm on my thing. But as for judging people and, nah be, like live and let live. You know, and spirituality, is what brought me to that level of acceptance and understanding of other people. You know, you can't get that if you don't grow in that area. So that's why you have big men and women that have some very immature perceptions and opinions on things because there was no growth. You know?
1: So, what are you reading at the moment? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or watching or listening. That
2: is it. the realist at the moment. I'm I'm reading nothing. What, am I, what, what did I watch last night? I watched um what's his name, Michael Dapper. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched these series. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Mm. Yeah. Is that room. Mm. I'm
2: not reading anything at the moment. Yeah. I'm not watching anything at the moment. I'm just living. Mm. However. I know the time's coming again where I'm going to get my... You know, you get that craving. Mm. And you're like, no, I need some books. And then I start reading again. And it's like, now I won't even bother like going out to... No, I'm chatting shit. I do still go Waterstone sometimes because you get some one-aways in there and some of these other little books like um the um, Book Depository and some of these other things online that you can get one-away books. So I know probably... Around my birthday, like November or December time, I'm probably going to start reading again. I will probably find a book. Because even my journey to work, I've been thinking, I do want to start reading a book. But that's what I was saying earlier. It's good to take a break, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Process, experience, digest the information that you've been taking in for the last year or however long. And then... Come back fresh with a new hunger to read another book and want more information. Mm. And it's better to do it that way than you're not going to inundate your mind with stuff and give yourself all kind of um, confusion. You know?
0: Mm. So what's the plan going forward? What's the plan for H2O? What's the plan for Kais? The plan...
2: In all honesty with my bros, like what I want to do and what I'm working towards right now is just bringing together as many organisations as possible that work with young people and um, (coughs) just taking control of the situation.
0: Working with so many young people and seeing so many young people on a daily basis because we get fed a lot of stuff through media, through media outlets and depending on like on the politics at the time, or just depending on the agenda within the media at the time, they're portrayed in certain ways. What do you see on a day-to-day basis? Is the media correct in the way they portray certain (laughs) things? Or Uh, are they not delivering to us the stories of people going through certain things, which is why there's kind of of things happening?
2: I'm not even going to answer that normally. I'm going to give you a lyric. Mm -hmm. All right. I know I sound like a driller when I speak because I grew up with the drillers on the street. You don't like the drilling and you don't like the drillers on the road. Well, how are the drillers going to eat? You are not above them. They are on the level of the shard and you are on the level of their feet. They turn to the plug when they need some food for their yard. They're peddling B. This life ain't a game for these youngers. They're in a corporate street, yeah, they all want to eat. They see the connectors, connected, they're funders. I know it all sounds peak, but it's truth that I speak. Yeah, you people are safe in your bunkers. But the road's getting cold, kids need new clothes, and these packs will pay for the jumpers. You don't know until you're told. Or maybe on the day that you're shown, kids blazing the chrome. Doing some anti thing. You know it ain't safe in my zone, you stay in your home. Because you know how it goes, my people don't play when they run. They want some next tip. You got much bigger problems than Brexit. Deal with the road. Don't neglect it. Hear the truth and accept it. So that's the levels, bro. Hard, bro. Hard, bro. Love, 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 love. So that's the levels, innit? The kids are in situations, like one of my students is locked up now. Mm. And the mad thing about it is I was in a very similar situation as him. But it didn't come out on top for me. And now he's sitting down for six months. And what burns me more than anything is the fact that he was just defending himself. Mm. He's come so far, bro. I've done so much work with him. Like, he's turned his, his life around so much. Little Young G from Hackney. To the point where The last K.A. commercial that was shot, K.A.'s just released a new drink called Reloaded. Okay. It's Mm. an energy drink, yeah? Yeah. He was the creative director of that. Serious. And all the other other young people that you see are my other students. Mm. Yeah? And it was Lauren from GRM Daily who actually organised that for us. And um, when she's approached him, She's like, yo, look, I've got this for you to do. He's like, all right, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get them not to do it. And I'm not even going to tell them about the money that I'm gonna that they're going to get. Because mm. they're going to get paid for it as well. He's like, I'm not going to tell them about the money. I want to see who's really on it and mm-hmm. who's down to do mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. He patterned everything, had everyone in place doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. Mm. Got paid his money, got the rest of the money, dished it out to them. Like, whoa, we got money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did I say that? then I wanna see if you lot was serious. He's sitting down in jail now. So this is my life, bro. Like I'm not leaving this anytime soon, you Like I'm very passionate about this. So whether I'm doing my music and putting it out in the music. Like, all right, cool. So I was doing stuff with Operation Shutdown. <laughs> I don't know where we have any... Right, so... I was going to ask you about that. Anyway, still. <laughs> yeah. I going to get to that. All right, so Operation Shutdown is a consortium of um, bereaved mothers, families, and people who have lost loved ones, youth workers, teachers, so on and so forth. So we came together to campaign about the anti... Um, about the serious youth violence and just mm. to make some changes, you know? So one of the first things we done was we shut down Westminster Bridge.
1: How did we go about doing that?
2: Literally, just got the numbers out of mm. him, just took over the bridge, and <laughs> just shut it down. But the police weren't even moving anti, because they like, do you know what? <laughs> we actually agree with you, you know. Mm.
1: We do agree. Was no pe- one got arrested. Was it pe- Was it the Peaceful. youth? Was it the youth? Was it um, parents? Was it teachers? Like, who was the main? Who consortium? was there? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Literally
2: everyone that you just named was mm. there. Grandmothers, young children. Everyone was there. Mm. In total there was probably about 200, 250 not even that many, mm. but enough to shut down Westminster Bridge. And even when we ran up on like the Google offices and the YouTube offices, there wasn't more than, two, than um how many of us were there? I think 17. <laughs> I was the only man that was there. Covered ourselves with blood and all of that. Went to YouTube and Google offices all over the news. We had news reporters from Australia and India and places. Why are you even here, B? What was the purpose of that? Basically, there were like, so when um, we made a list of demands for YouTube mm. that we wanted them to um, adhere to. So things like allowing these videos where the gangs are sending for each other to mm. remain on, on YouTube saying no they need to come down straight away because mm-hmm. this is festing the beef mm-hmm. so how can they put, how can they police that because exactly there's uh, I've got there was an interview that I had on Sky News mm. and I actually addressed it so what's his name Um, the big news guy always, one of them one <laughs> of them man there still <laughs> asked me just that so mm-hmm. I broke it down there's a lot of young G's out there that aren't working right they understand the slang right mm-hmm. so don't you employ them yeah. We've had this conversation with YouTube, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Had this conversation. Because, all right, so when we went to YouTube and done all of that, like the director, the actual director of YouTube UK came out to us as well, innit? he saw levels and he's like, all right, cool, Like we need to arrange a meeting, come back and we do it properly. Mm-hmm. So we went back to have the meeting and we just stuck it on him. I had a list of demands. Some of the other people had demands as well that we all compiled together. Mm-hmm. Stuck it on them. What we wanted them to do, changes that they need to make. Mm. Crept and Conan, I don't know why I'm to these brothers, jump up, they want to throw us in their video talking about ban drill. At no point did anyone in Operation Shutdown say that they want to ban drill. Mm.
1: Oh, are you in, uh, have they featured a clip
2: of... Yeah, so in their video, the, that, the last video that they have yeah. called ban drill, was... they've got a clip of yeah. Operation Shutdown in there, yeah. Okay. One of our protests. Did they reach out
0: to you before they no, that? No, or... none of that. Mm. Have you reached back out since they
2: released? Well, I'll be honest with you. Like the way that um the way that the ladies wanted to deal with it, I just mm. like cool. Like I'll leave it to you like then, innit? People reached out and um to my knowledge, Captain Conan weren't forthcoming, innit? Like there was no reply. But hold on, you've tried to basically shit on our name. Say mm. you've said something inaccurate about us, you've put us in your video, innit? Mm. Like you should really be repairing the situation and apologising for what you've done. That's my take on the thing, anyway, innit? But obviously, people have got different opinions and the way they want to do things. But yeah, so this is me, bro.
1: Like this is my life, innit? Mm-hmm. Now going you, back to, the, um, I guess, the YouTube and the yeah. like Google. Like, how did that transpire, and what was the end result?
2: Well, the end result of that was was it ongoing? It's, yeah, it's still ongoing. Like, some they've agreed to um, to make Operation Shutdown um, certified flaggers. So obviously, if someone in Operation Shutdown flags a video, then they have to pull it okay so they agreed with that mm. which is like fair enough but there were other demands that need to be met so it's an ongoing thing mm. with the other protests um westminster bridge and um with the houses of parliament and leicester square that was more about them calling a cobra because the Cobra is like the, the the group of these guys, the minister of this, minister of that, mm-hmm. and then only come up when they thought, oh yes, okay, all right, well it's out of control now, guys. All right, let us step in, the big dogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, let us take over. Mm.
2: But they've refused to to call a Cobra. But what they tried to do to pacify Operation Shutdown was say, okay, all right, cool. Well, we'll do these knife sweeps with you, and we'll do this with you, and we'll do that
0: with you. So. It's that's ongoing. always been the
2: case though, right? Mm. Yeah, so it's ongoing.
0: Have you ever reached out to or done any work with um and I forget his name, there's a guy that goes around and he'll meet like some young people to Oh, take the guy lives that was taking the nose. The yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Farron, that's yeah. my bro. Okay, so you do work with. him. I got bro. mad love for, for Farron. Mad love for Farron. I linked
2: okay. him I linked him um a couple of weeks into um what he was doing. And he said to me, he's like, bro, I won't even lie to you, you know, like your little brother Josh, like he, like he put me on the map, bro. Mm-hmm my brother put him in his film.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Farron, I've got a hell of love for Farron. He's um doing stuff with Jamal Edwards. Even Jamal, I've got... when he was just Smokey bars. Mm-hmm. I know Jamal, you see what I'm saying? To see his growth and everything else, it's beautiful, man, and it's humbling. But there's things going on. There's a lot of beautiful things um going on That's not behind the scenes. televised and it's not yeah, yeah, the yeah, revolution. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Because yeah. even um a lot of people don't know, F- um, Faz, he's got
0: mantrax. I've seen it. I've seen he's he done a video, a no, knife crime video. Watch I've seen. I can't remember another artist. But Mad Tracks. What's
1: that?
2: Mad Tracks is his um, skating park. Okay. Yeah, Did not know this. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skating park. He was given a park. I can't remember where the park was, but
1: what? Since he's been
2: since he's been doing his thing, he he he'd been giving this park months ago from. Yeah. Months ago, when I first linked him, he was telling me about it,
1: mm.
2: and I probably linked him about six months ago, more mm. than that. And he was telling me about it. Yeah, it's positive. And I've seen some some um, little flyers and stuff online, some some e flyers. So yeah, it's nearly there. And I see SBTV stamp on it and the rest of it. So Jamal's involved. Jamal's doing something acting as well in a um, community center. Okay. Or youth club or something. Yeah. I
0: feel like there's so much stuff going on, and it's just not there's not enough it's public not awareness. Here, I really do. Like yeah. even coming here today, you yeah. coming onto Fully Boots podcast and just speaking about these things. There's so many things. That I didn't know enough about, or I knew I didn't actually know about at all. All the things you've mentioned today about Operation Shutdown, OMG, what you're doing like with GRM Daily, all of this stuff. Like, and I'm I thought I was you know glued to the streets, but like there's so much stuff Mm. that that is being done, and more can be done. There's not enough collaborative. Effort, that's if that makes sense. Yeah, or yeah, it's, that's that's we made aware of. That is
2: where we're failing. There's not enough collaborations, yeah. like you said. So, even away from like the Operation Shutdown stuff, um, last year I was doing some stuff with Gang. I don't know if you heard of Gang, Guiding a new, a new Generation. Yeah. So, basically, a couple of them, <laughs> a few of them, <laughs> a few of them, still. <laughs> but what I loved about Gang, mm. why I just gravitated towards it straight away. yeah You man are gangsters, innit? With purpose. I can get busy with that all day long. I say to my youngies all the time, you think I'm here to tell you to be moist? I don't want you to be a punk. No, be gangster as F-U-C-K as you need to be. But be gangster for a reason, bro. Mm. Don't be gangster when you're out there licking armpit when you're a bad man. Anything bad, forget that's right, innit? So if you're going to be a gangster, be a gangster with morals, innit? innit? I'm gangster, innit? I'm gangster for you lot. Yeah? yeah. Anyone tries to violate you, like you will see a side of me you never knew existed, innit? That's gangster. So they're actually starting to get it. But gang, Jedi, Fire um, Firebingi are the main two names that I'm going to mention because they're the main two who was seen as the forefront runners in that. Then man there managed to get the numbers together. And brothers were walking from a state to a state. We're holding at the big Gs.
0: Mm.
2: We're holding at the young Gs. We're holding at everyone. Yeah? Like, you man, have to stop it. This is real outreach work, fam. Mm. Outreach. Yeah? So one of the marches, we started at um, South Kilburn. Yeah? Went through Kilburn. Went through Zart. Mm-hmm. Went through um, Kensal Rise, KG, Wilsdon Bridge. Church Road, Halsdon, on foot. Mm -hmm. In the road, fam. Man never called police and gave them no warning and told them that man's regulating through the end zone. No, 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 no. Man took control of the streets. That is gangster, innit? Yeah? When they seen us lock down Brixton, nothing's moving. For an hour or however long we're saying, nothing's moving, innit? Traffic's backing up, way to Dulwich. Kennet and Central London, ones where everything just back up. We ain't moving, though. No. That's gangster, blood. Yeah? Going from a state to a state. Conflict resolution. What, you man got beef with them man over there? No, you can't have beef with them man over there. Because both of you are our people. So how you man think you're going to have beef? Your
1: beef's dead. That's what we need. But is this, is this consistent, though? Because we've had these, it's like, kind consistent. of... It's not consistent. That's my point, It's though. not, it's because not consistent. Because we've had these kind of groups, so we group up together, we go and do a one-seat thing... Yeah, and then it falls and apart. And it just falls flat, and it's like, you don't hear it again for another few years later. That's not know. even me criticising, it's just, I'm just It's aware. an observation. Yeah, it's an it's observation. A, it's a, and it's on point. Mm. Who can challenge what you just said? Mm.
2: But movements need things to sustain them, fam.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm.
2: As we know... You know, even the little admin things cost. Even onto little things like, right, you don't need t-shirts and that, like, these things cost for them. Yeah, no, of course. You know, it's like one of my boys um, tried to put a march on and he's one of the oldest, one of the OGs from South still. Everyone's got mad love for this brother, but they know him on the rave scene. When he's got raves, what, these thing's turn up. Mm. Right? Yeah, he's got a thing, yeah, not everyone's there. He had a march, Sunday. He's like, yo, where's my people? Mm. So I had to say it to him, fam, this is the levels, innit? But can you see where we're at now? You, you need to realise, everyone's talking about the kids and we need to do this to the kids and the Yeah, we do need to reach our kids. But hey, <laughs> what though? What about us? What about our generation? What about the 80s babies, yeah? What about those from 75 going up? What about them? Cause what, what what are we doing, innit? I'm born in 84. Yeah? I know enough man born in 84. Mm. I look at them and what are you doing with your life? I know a man that's making hella though. But you can't chat to me, blood. Cause you're not on my level, innit? Because your money's nothing. Mm. If you lose your money now and I have not a penny in my in my pocket either, who's rich? I'm still rich. Mm. Still go about the place and still get treated like a king. But you're nobody, blud. You ain't got your whip no more and you ain't got your drip. No whip, no drip. <laughs> you see know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So things like this is is what we need to deal with right about now. We need to check ourselves. We need to fix up. And then we can fix up the youngers, innit? but we don't even have time to just focus on ourselves and fix up ourselves. We have to do it at the same time. It has to be done at the same time. Because if we leave the youngers too long, they're gonna get even worse than they are now. Mm. And whose fault is it that they're out there banging off their thing and doing what? It's our fault. No one else is. He was showing them how to do certain things. It was man. Mm. You see what I'm saying from? Like even certain young Gs, like one of the young Gs from, from, from round Bush, round here, heard that he let off, more daylight in a huge chest. And I'm saying to myself, like, right, this shit used to run up to man, where man used to be, like, round lime Grove, and that. Like, this used to ride up to man, like, right. H, 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 like, little, like, shot, shot, like, a rap review, man, and, rare, rare, But man weren't showing him nothing good at the
1: time.
2: We're showing him nothing good. So that's all he knew, it? That's what he saw. That's what he wanted to aspire to be to all certain man who's meant to be OG on the end, you're all stepping to them man there now. Cause that's where you're at. So when I'm seeing these things, fam, but I still see that rare. but you still got respect for man, it's levels, innit? It's how you were dealt with by us when you were younger. Even though man showed you
1: some badness, we always showed you love. You see what I'm saying? On a micro scale, you get a lot of that. Like, you get small individuals that are setting pace the right way. But on a macro, we don't come together. And that's where the problem is, because as as Maisie just pointed out, like, you would like to think that you're in touch, you're aware. But because everyone's doing their own little pockets of things separately and not actually reaching out to each other, it just becomes... Like, you're literally in your own little world trying to yeah. fight a battle against the earth, almost, so to speak. And mm. it's it's going to always seem enlarged when you're in small numbers. But if you're in larger numbers and come together, it then it makes things yeah, yeah the, problem the problem becomes problem. smaller.
0: Yeah. Can I ask about, so there's, there's a young guy you work with who's unfortunately, he's yeah. incarcerated at the moment, Just yeah. and he's just just before that, he'd, he'd done the kind of, the um creative yeah. design behind the, the new K drink. Mm-hmm. Take you're still in contact with him? I haven't contacted him yet. No. Fine. Second thing. But was, you... people have contacted him. though, Yeah. Okay. He, like, he's good. Yeah. Right. So my next question is, obviously, it's a deterrent, but the fact he's come so far. Do you do you foresee him still trying to go on that positive route when he when he gets out? Yeah. Good. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: You used to have the right support. Hundred
0: percent. Right? Yeah. And when he comes out, he will still have us. Good. Mm.
2: Okay. He finished the 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 traineeship last year, but we've got an open door policy. <laughs> Like when you're one of us, you're one of us. It's as simple as that. Like one of my students had some problem with um some like well known like guys from over North London. He was actually engineering for some of them and they were on some kind of bully boy thing with with him. Talking about right. If you don't come now, man's gonna rear rare, rare and this and that. And he came into the centre one day. White you, um, European Ute, rare rare, rare. But surrounded by a bear. Black youths, West Indian, Jamaican, wherever you are, and African and all of that. Rhodes, he's not a road youth like that. He's more a spiritual kind of guy, and he's really easy. So this Ute's come into the office one day with his face out there, bro. Come on, man. I tell my students, innit? Don't be out there doing no badness, and don't be creating no problems, innit? Because when you come here, you become family, innit? mm mm-hmm. You're not gonna come through the door and someone's moved to you or there's been some problem and it's just cool. It's not the same now, innit? Things change, yeah? So I have to let him know I'm gonna have to talk to my guy and make him know, say, you can't do that. Oh no, you can't do that, you're just gonna cause all kind of problems. No, this is what you need to understand and he needs to understand as well, innit? You're not alone, yeah? So if he feels like he can violate you, again, he needs to understand something will happen to him, innit? So I had to make the phone call. Literally, I'm about to stick it on to you for my student. Mm. But this is the level. This is what we need. And then we have to help him get housed and all of that as well. But this is what we need. So you're saying, you're right, it's not happening enough. It's happening on a, on a, on a, micro, on a micro scale. There's a couple of men over there trying a thing. couple of men over there trying a thing. But here, though, things like this are the glue. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like your podcast are the glue that will bring things together Mm -hmm. and make it stick because it's an opportunity to address something on an intelligent level. Man, it's sitting down like some caveman talking a bag of crap about some opinionated stuff that we have no facts about Mm. or no experience in. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're addressing certain
0: things that need to be addressed. The idea is to educate and raise awareness. And I think we've done that today for sure.
2: This is it. Each one, reach one mm-hmm. and teach one. So this is what you're doing. So as you're reaching out, you're discussing certain books. Certain people have heard how many books mentioned in this podcast now? More how than many, can, more you see than what I'm I don't remember. <laughs> and then we just keep throwing out we just keep throwing out books like A Course in Miracles and all these other things that will just help mm. people to grow mm. and find themselves.
1: Yeah, that's why we do it though, man.
2: For real. So this is power. 2,000%, which is why I flew down over here from bloody East London on the train. Felt no way, there was no second thoughts. I see the rain outside, let's go. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate it, bro. Yes, well, I appreciate it but This is works, bro. So when it's done, it needs to be used for what it is. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be plugged as such. So it needs to be all about the place. People need to be sitting down and taking it in and be like, wow, well, okay. I see where that man is dealing with Mm -hmm. still. Like, higher levels. Because there's certain things that I've mentioned now, now certain people listening will be like, right, I can holler at my man for that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's dots connected. Mm. And then from nowhere, you man have just been hollering up, right, yeah, we actually need you to kind of show our kids how to do the podcast Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. that you're doing. Because we want them to set up the radio station and this is going to be a part of running the radio station. And that's actually something that we're working on now. We saw a building last week in um, Leighton. Okay. It's a youth club. And that's what we want to do, fam. I yeah. just want to get as many buildings as possible and just have things popping off in there. Mm. There has to be things going on everywhere. Like look at Bush. Like, is is there anywhere like Simba?
1: No. Bush ain't Bush like that. Nowhere. Come
2: on. All the youths that went Simba, you know them, right? Mm. And you're all more or less family, innit? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so, why is there no community now? Because we don't have community centres.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We don't have community centres. We don't have these dread houses that we, that we used to have before. Yeah, where the Rasta man used to look after everyone's kids—white, black, brown, green—everyone's kids just come in there. We don't have these places no more. So that's what we need to get back to. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to French recently, and he, yeah, his mind is is where my mind is at. But we're talking about schools and having buildings and hubs, this is what we need. So we need to come together and collaborate, like you were saying before, and watch how things happen. Mm. And the more of us get our paperwork right, qualifications, yeah, companies, all these things set up, then we can start hollering at these men and say, what do you mean? I want 1.2 mil, you've got 250. What do you mean? What I'm gonna do with it? There's my plan. There's the breakdown. What do you mean? Who's delivering? Here's my qualified staff. What else do you What else do you want to address? What other objections do you have? Oh, how is it gonna? This is how it works. Oh, but what are the out? These are the outcomes. Oh, but what it? Yeah, there's that. Oh, oh, uh, just run the fucking money <laughs> <innit>? <laughs> Just run the money, innit? That's where we're at now. Mm. Yeah? People are talking about reparations. How are you going to get reparations if you're not playing the game? You think we can't get our money? Of course we can get our reparations. How are you going to get it if you're not playing the game? Man, I'm to start getting educated. Yeah, mm-hmm. You have, to be, in it to, it, I have so. to be in it to win it. You have to be in it to win it. I'm going to have to step away from this. Oh, it's a black thing, because even in the group, I'm hearing man talking like, yeah, man, I have to link up as our black brothers and... Re, re, re. Listen, bud. You can move with that still, because I'm not hearing none of that talk. Yeah. I've had white people do more for me than my own black people.
1: But that's always been the case from the get go though. Like, so um, from from early. It's
2: like there, there's that interview with Little Wayne that some people only show a little bit of it where he's like, nah, I ain't got no part. What do you mean, Black Lives Matter and, 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 and this and man, don't miss, man, miss me with all that shit? And people only show that part. They don't show the part where he tells you that he shot himself when he was a kid, yeah? And the policemen came in the house, yeah? And they were ready to leave him to die. There was one white man, yeah, who fought to keep little Wayne alive fought fam, and it's not just him, he's fought for so many other young Gs in the ends. So he's like, so when you telling me about Black Lives Matter and shit, my black ass didn't matter when these niggas was walking over me, it was a white man who helped me. Mm. Man can't tell me about certain things, oh, black people and organ, no, sorry. It was a white woman who hollered at me and wanted to help me with my music. It was a white man who hollered at me and wanted to help me with my music. It was a white man who believed in me and my talent and gave me a job when I turned up for an interview in a Stone Island hoodie, D&G jeans, Air Force, and a CV on a floppy disk. That's old hat. Jeez. Damn. (laughs) But this is how I came off of the road. I went to the interview, I had my CV on a floppy disk. He's looked at me. The brother who was sat next to me, James, because he got the he got the job as well. Armani suit, Chinese guy, kitted, mm. ready for the thing. My man's looked at me, he's like, um <laughs> What are you here for, mate? The job in Like, um, telesales, yeah? He's like, yeah, but where's your suit? i like,
1: This is my suit. I
2: thought it was like a, it's a telephone job, innit? I didn't think yeah. I'd need a like a suit interview, is They're not going to see me, are they? He just shook his head. He's like, all right, you got your CV? I was like, uh, like it's on there. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right, yeah. Um, do you want to come through? He just, called, he just called the other dude through, it? <laughs> so when I when the other guys actually come out now, and he's called me into my interview, sat me down, actually spoke to me, Anthony Eaton from Essex, big up anywhere you're at. He just looked at me, he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a try. Mm. I said, why? Because you're honest. Like, you've come here, and you've honestly like told me like the situation, and you think that you can do the job. He made me a beast. Mm. He made me a beast. Sells. <laughs> like, the way that he taught me to do certain things, he made me a savage. Mm-hmm. Trust me, fam. Yeah, I'm talking. I've got a target for the week. My target for my table for the week is 70. I'm coming in at 110. This is mobile phones, contracts sold, yeah? Coming in at 110. Bang. Wow, big man K. What are you going to do next? What are you going to do next week then? Boy, going to have to push it up again, innit? He's like, look, 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 look. You know, I believe in you more than anyone else. Yeah. But just take it easy. Yeah, don't, I don't want you to set yourself up with these goals that are unrealistic and then you fall and then you, you knock your confidence. I don't want you to do that because he's talking from me sales history, isn't it? But where I was at, I was in creative mode. I was like, I'm not hearing none of that still. The next week, 145 phones came in. 145. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So when people talk to me about black this and black that and just working with black people, no, 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 no. That's why we haven't progressed because so many of these ignorant, ignorant, (laughs) yeah, these ignorant black folk out there talking about they want a pro-black organisation. Where are you going with that And you're in a white country? Where are you going with that? People will shut you down. There's white people sitting down like, these black people, I just want to help them so much. I just want to help. Look, they don't want me to help them. Why should I help them? Look, Mm. it's the reality, bro. It is the reality. So we need to step away from all of that and we need to just deal with energy. Positivity, love, peace, passion, compassion, empathy, sympathy, understanding. We need to get back to all of that. Couldn't say a bit of myself. Mm -hmm. No? We Mm -hmm. need to teach the young cheese that as well. Mm. And then they're not going to be out on the road just moving so anti. Can you remember when we was teenagers? Mm.
1: We were, we, come on. That was wild.
2: What, 14, 15, 16? I guarantee we were all thinking about the same thing, whether we were thinking about football and rare, rare, rare. And then weekend, we're thinking, rah, man's getting shopping centre or wherever, mm. where the chicks are, or man's getting Oxford Street or wherever. You see what I'm saying? You know the same thing? Our kids don't think like that no more. They don't. And it's sad because even certain parents would be like, bro, I'm glad my son's not out on the road having sex with someone's daughter and stuff like that. Okay, so you prefer your son being on the road stabbing someone or getting stabbed because they're not out making love anymore, they're out making war. Mm -hmm. Now they got a problem with someone before they've even met him. Mm -hmm. How fucked is that? Mm -hmm. You've got a problem with someone before you've even met them. This is what the internet does, bro. Whereas before,
1: it wasn't like that. It was kind of a bit like that when you had like different ends. Like you might be like, okay, them and I from over there. I don't yeah. know none of them, but they're part of that clique. So I just don't like them. Sheet leading sheep. It was blind. Like, my was used dumb shit. Yeah, all of that. You know what I'm saying? But now you can literally go
2: online and see a bag of content about someone you've never met before. Mm. You've never been to his ends. You've never been to your ends. And he just says some shit you don't like, and just now you just don't like
1: him mm. for whatever reason. Yeah, it's a lot more reckless and a lot more easier to, yeah. I guess count Cause up because they that got hella men. internet access yeah. that we never
2: had when we was that age. Yeah,
1: yeah of course we never had that,
2: fam. Yeah, they got it hella internet. Yeah. You see know what I'm saying? It was yeah. all hearsay. like, Right, my man said this. It's not that now, on fam. It's like look what my man done. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So we've got all these things. Mm. Working against us, so we do need to be in all of these industries if we're going to make an impact. We need to be in the music industry, we need to be in the film industry, we need to be in schools, we need to be in sport, we need to be in all these industries. Fashion, everywhere. Yeah,
1: across the board, show and prove.
2: That's Mm -hmm. it. So that's it, my brothers. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm all all about the young
1: people, Mm.
2: growth, development, and peace, man, unification, bringing people together, man. Like, I don't care what colour you are, it's all about nature. If you're positive, mm-hmm. I've got time for you. I love, you. love that, love that. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... And the right I've energy.
1: energy. Hmm. I've got three last questions for you yeah. that I'm going to be asking every guest. So okay. the first one is, what are, what are your three top values that you bring to your business or company? <sighs> Dedication, understanding and experience. Cool. Um, this one's a bit off the wall, so just bear with me if you had three wishes mm-hmm. and you could have three um not you can't wish for anything in terms of it has to be a realistic wishes so if you had three realistic wishes what would they be I'd wrap it up in one well on.
2: I would wish to have a life so perfect that I would not
1: need to make any more wishes good answer last question yeah
0: what three books could you not live without <laughs> Woo You better extend The studio book in time <laughs>
2: <laughs> The mind scroll The mind scroll The holy Tablet, mm-hmm. And The black book Cool The black book I've not heard of that Yeah the black book's um, It's one put together By Malachi Malachi Zed York hmm potent potent but that goes into like psychology Cool. like the mind scroll mm-hmm. those books yeah what I what I took from those books has um made my
0: foundation my core left the imprint mm-hmm. strong people want to find out more about you if they want to engage with you on a professional level mm-hmm. where can they reach you
2: you can um, find me on Instagram, KayaKazi, K-A-Y-A, K-H-A-Z-I. Or just look for me on um, Facebook, Kaya H Osborne, O-S-B-O-U-R-N-E. OMGEducation.co.uk as
0: well, Excellent. the website. Thanks for that, bro. Mm. Does Bless O-M-G have an Instagram page or any social platform? Yeah, O-M-G yeah. Education. O-M-G Education, yeah. yeah. Okay thanks for joining us it's been thanks it's been a blessing you, it's been a big blessing mm, I've, I've learned a lot and I'm glad sure. that we had you on the show as usual please like subscribe leave comments leave feedback and yeah look forward to to hearing more from Fully Booked Meets. cheers Fully Booked baby <laughs>
2: Fully
1: Booked baby That's my we made it